Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Our first sad postgame show of the Astros postseason, Robert Land alongside Stephen Kerr. Between the two of us, 60 years combined in sports journalism. Stephen, I'm going to let you start because I got some major thoughts on this one. Yeah, I think we both do, Robert. I mean, look, it, it's a game of inches. No matter how you slice it, I mean, the Astros should have won this game. I mean, that, that's the obvious statement. You know, if, if Castellanos doesn't make that catch, maybe you win. You know, if, if Bregman's ball had gone a little further, maybe it would have been a home run. But you don't you don't win games on maybes, Robert. I, I mean, unfortunately... History keeps repeating itself. The Astros have never won a game one of a World Series, but this thing really stings. I, that's all I can say. It just stings. I'm pissed. I'm afraid to say this, Stephen, but the facts are the facts. I don't know how many teams, first game of the World Series or in a World Series, have blown a five-run lead and won that series well, in any game. Well, actually, the, the Red Sox in 04, they, they blew a lead to the Cardinals. They came back and actually won that game. I think it was a 7-2 to two game at that point. So, yeah, the Red Sox are the only team I can think of who have done that. But, yeah, let's, your point is well taken, though. It's very when it, when rare. It get, I'm saying won the series after having lost a five-run lead in a game. That's my point. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that, that's about the closest you're going to get to it. I mean, it just doesn't happen, and certainly not that often. I mean, if you're the Astros, this is worst case scenario. I mean, I'll, I'm going to be honest with everybody out there. You know, I hate I hate to say it like that, but look, you had all the momentum coming into this one. You you got five runs. The Phillies are the destiny's team because of how they've played in the first two two rounds. The Astros are the dominant force, and now you just showed that you can be beat. The Phillies now believe they can come back. They have gained the momentum. They've gained home field advantage. Justin Verlander, let's talk about Justin Verlander for a second, Stephen. It's bad. This is really, really bad. He's given up at least four earned runs in six of his last 10 postseason games. 52 pitchers in history have won more regular season games than Verlander. That's it, 52 pitchers. But Verlander has made eight career starts in the World Series and is 0-6, and this one doesn't even count as a loss. Justin Verlander is choke city right now. I'm going to just be straight up honest with everybody out there that are Astros fans. He is Choke City. Well, it kind of goes along with what I said on Twitter is, you know, he can bring you to the dance. In other words, he can get you to the postseason, but he doesn't take you home. He, he doesn't drive you home. And, and I mean, it's it's sad to say, Robert, because I think we're it, it's pretty obvious Justin will make the Hall of Fame, and I'm pretty sure he will. He's done everything else. He's won Cy Young Awards. He's he's been an all star, uh, you know. He he does have a World Series ring, so. Uh, but when it gets down to it, when it's his time to shine, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. The only game that the Astros have won when Justin Verlander was on the mound in a World Series was that eleven inning, thirteen to twelve, real wild game with the Dodgers back in twenty seventeen. But Justin was long gone by then, so everything else, yeah, it stacks up. And he didn't pitch well in that one either. No, he didn't. He didn't. And apparently, we know this. You and I know it. Astros fans knows he, know he's been struggling in the postseason. Astros fans have seen it. But Dusty Baker did what Dusty Baker does way too often. We love loyalty in people. I am about loyalty 
myself. I believe in loyalty as a person, as a friend, as a family member. You know, I believe in that. But at the same time, you can't be Mr. Loyalty when it's the World Series. And you can't be loyal in, in, in a situation where it's not the right thing to be loyal in. And he's loyal to Justin Verlander because Justin Verlander's done it all year. But you got to look at what's going on. And what's going on is this Astros bullpen is the best in baseball. They've been fantastic. And and Justin Verlander did not look good for the third inning at all. It was bad. And, and Justin Verlander should have been yanked after those first two guys got on base. I mean, if not sooner than that, but definitely after the first two guys get on base and nobody out. And you got to take Justin Verlander out of the game. You've got all of these, you've got an entire fresh bullpen. Even if you think he's Jesus Christ, you have the 12 apostles in the bullpen. You can't let this happen, Steven. This is bad baseball because you had five days of rest for everybody. And you've got Je- Brian Abreu and you got Ryan Stanek. And I'm going to get to Ryan Stanek down the road, but you got Montero and Neris and Neris. Presley and all yeah. of these guys. I mean, just Hunter Brown. You got all these guys. And they're all fresh and they're all ready to go. And after the first two games, you get a day off. We're back to the regular schedule in the World Series where you have days off between two and three and between five and six. You've got to win that. You cannot let that game get back to where it was at that point in the game. You shut it down and you use your bullpen. And that was just terrible. And that's what cost him the game. There's nothing else that you can say about this game except that one particular move cost him the game and dusty baker hey loyalty's great in the regular season because you're trying to gain confidence with guys but when you get into the postseason and especially when you get into the world series you can't do that and that's why he's a loser in the playoffs he's never won a world series because he, he gets too loyal he was too loyal with alex bregman last year when alex bregman wasn't good enough to play third base in the world series after you know the injury and he just he was limping and he wasn't that good you should have put in somebody else that and then and, and he didn't do it he doesn't. I mean, that, he just he goes by tradition, Robert. He didn't do that. He hasn't done that with Altuve either. I mean, you're getting virtually nothing out of the leadoff spot. But, ladies and gentlemen, that was an officially a World Series Robert rant. You know, normally I would disagree with you about pulling Verlander early, Robert. But here's the thing. You know, the first three innings, he strikes out four batters. And in the fourth inning, his swing and miss rate just plummeted, like off the face of the earth. He only had two in that inning and only one strikeout the last two innings. And not only that, you know, not only were the Phillies making contact, they were making good contact and they were getting great at bats, obviously, you know, if they score three runs in the fourth and two in the fifth and what have you, that's, you know, that's when you have to say, look, we've got to win this game one. You you just got to win that first game and take him out a little bit earlier than you might in a normal situation, you know, normally Justin's going to try to score him out of it, but I think it was pretty obvious in the fourth inning that it wasn't going to happen. And yeah, I, I have to say this time, I'd have to agree with you that it should have been done sooner rather than later for those very reasons. And I knew Justin Verlander was going to be the weak link in this Astros starting rotation in the postseason because Look at his numbers this year. He's not the strikeout pitcher he once was. And you need swing and miss guys. You need somebody to get elite outs in the postseason. And Justin Verlander's not that guy anymore. I'm sorry. He's yeah. he's not that guy anymore. And I don't understand, you know, like I said, the, the first couple, three innings, he was looking like the guy. 
you know, that's, that's the thing. And then all of a sudden, just, it's like the wheels just completely come off. And you know, Robert, as much as I'd like to put all the blame on Justin Verlander, look, this, this offense had chances to get back in this game. When, when they had Aaron Nola on the ropes and the Phillies came back with the, those three runs, Nola has a one, two, three inning, basically gets him off the hook. And, and I just, I, you could feel the wind going out of the sails in this game. I think in the fifth inning, I wrote in my notes, Robert, yeah, it's five to five, but it feels like the Astros are behind just the way things were going. And, uh, you know, we'll, I know we'll get to the offense and, and all that, but, you know, as much as I'd like to say, put it all on Verlander, and yeah, most of it should go on Verlander. I'm not disagreeing with you, but the Astros still had chances to win this game, and they just did not come through offensively. Astros fans that are watching, we want you to comment. We want you to subscribe to our channel on YouTube if you've never been here before. That's how you can support the show. We'll react to questions or comments as the show rolls along. Let's get to some of the major moments, and we've talked about some of them, but Astros strike first in the second. Nola puts one right in Tucker's sweet spot, down and in. Nola's specialty isn't the high fastball, so I figured that would help Tucker and or Jordan. It helped Tucker in this game. Then playoff Yuli singles. Chaz fights off a pitch for a single, and then on a hit and run, Maldi singles to right. Great A-B by Maldi. At this point, this looks like my Astros. Third inning, the boy wonder Jeremy Pena doubles Bregman, a classic Breggy walk against his college roommate at LSU. He works the count beautifully. That sets up the man of the night, Kyle Tucker. Man of the night, we thought, with another perfect swing, a repeat type of swing. And Stephen, you probably saw the quote. You know, he said that he thought that the Astros were going to try to finish this one quick if they didn't get it, you know, win all the games. Yeah, Maybe that was the wrong yeah. thing to say, but he backed his words up. That's yeah. I can't argue with him if he's backing his words up with the three, with three hits and two home runs and five RBIs. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, Robert, this isn't basketball. You know, this isn't the Rockets where one guy, you know, scores 60 points in the game and the Rockets win and the other four just barely make it. You've got eight, well, if you're talking about the lineup, yeah, you got eight other guys in there that are supposed to hit. And Kyle Tucker did his thing. Teddy Tucker, baby. You know, he, he did it, but the rest of them did not come through. And and that's my point. You you have nothing in the leadoff spot. You have nothing in the DH spot. And, you know, Alvarez is, is you know, he's not stinking up the joint, but he's certainly not the, the Jordan that you see in the ALDS. So, you know, there are some definite holes, and we've been saying this all year. And sometimes when you, when you get into there, – there was a tweet that I saw. I believe it was from uh, Jessica Mendoza. And she basically believes that as far as a one-two punch in starting pitching, the Phillies are better than the Astros in that department. Well, Justin Verlander is, if he's your one-two, but I would argue that if you're talking Christian Javier would have been in the one-two. Yeah, Christian Javier right now is as good as anybody that's pitching baseball. And Fromber has been fantastic all year. I agree. He's done his job in the postseason outside of throwing the ball away as a, as a defensive guy. And speaking of throwing the ball away as a defensive guy, here was another huge play that Justin Verlander could have got himself out of trouble because it was the top of the fourth runner on first liner back at him. He drops it or he might've doubled off the runner at first. He gets one out but gives up three runs in the inning on four hits after that. If he makes that double play, that pretty much quells the rally right there. 
I mean, we've seen it with Fromber, some pitching uh, defensive issues. And I'm not saying this was an easy play, but it hit Verlander right in the glove. And it wasn't yeah, it did a laser at his face. It was it was glove side for Verlander. Yeah, it was. And, you know, then, you know, and Stott comes up to bat with a full count with 10 pitches, takes him 10 pitches to draw a walk. And it's just, you know, as I said, the, the wheels just kept coming off the cart when it came to Verlander. And, man, I it just it's happened too many times for me to, to say, you know, it's just an isolated, it's certainly not an isolated incident. I don't, I can't point as to why, Robert. You know, I, I don't know that he's injured or, you know, the arm is fatigued finally, or I, I don't know. You know, you just, you run out of, you run out of reasons after a while. Yeah. Um, for some reason, Dusty decides to pitch a Brayu for two innings again. Man, you've got all these fresh pitchers. And he gets Abreu in trouble, and it might not seem like a big deal because they got out of it with Neris, but, Stephen, that takes a little bit of Abreu's confidence that he's had going through the whole postseason away. I just don't understand what Dusty was doing tonight. Well, you know, I think it's obvious that, you know, Rob Thompson in his first World Series game as a manager, when it came to using his bullpen, he totally outmanaged Dusty Baker. You know, he took some risk. I mean, he put Ranger Suarez in there. Isn't he like their third or fourth starter? He, he may be their your game three or four starter, and he pitches a couple of innings. But he was going – it was obvious that he was going the aggressive route to try to steal this first game. He was taking the bull by the horns. And as you mentioned earlier, Dusty Baker just doing the traditional thing, going with what brung him. You know, part of you, you can understand it, I guess. But to me, Abreu, yes, he's electric and he's had a great season. But to really get the most out of him, I think one inning is about all he gives you. When you get him into a second inning, like you saw tonight, he starts struggling and, and Hector Neris has to bail him out. The, the former Philly comes in and, and mows him down. That's great. But for Abreu, yeah, like you said, might have left him in there a little too long and then he he almost lets the, you know the roof cave in. I'm going to let you respond to this one. VJ says Alvarez, Tucker, and others were trying to play hero ball late instead of getting on base. They were swinging at bad pitches and having bad at. What did you think about the pitches? And did you think the guys were trying to play hero ball a little bit late late well, in this game? Yeah, I think there's a tendency to you know throughout this whole postseason. I think we we even saw it you know, some in the last couple of series where the Astros just weren't getting good at bats. And I think the, the Phillies, you know, they were the ones that were patient. They were the ones that were getting the timely hits. But, you know, these guys, you know, Alvarez, more often than not, he's going to be your hero. And, and Tucker certainly is capable of doing that. But, I mean, I can't, I can't blame the loss on both of those guys in the late inning. Sure, you know, the, of course they're trying to get you back in the game and even win it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I saw that as much as I saw that in the 18-inning game where everybody looked well, like Well, that was, yeah, they, there were so many swings and misses that 18-inning game, I lost count. I, you know, it's not like the Astros were striking out all over the place. But, yeah, I, I don't think that was the reason that the Astros lost this game. I think there, there were too many other things that we can point to that. Let's go to the bottom of the ninth. Altuve, excuse me, single. Barely steals second, but Castellano... Then robs Jeremy Pena with a diving catch. So that's the play, I guess you could say, of the game. I still think Dusty's decisions early were the play of the game. And, of course, that basically cost the game because Real Muto, the home run off Luis Garcia. And, and, 
and Steven, some people might be confused. Well, why didn't Dusty pitch Stanek to start the 10th? Well, this is why. We discussed it in our World Series preview a couple of days ago. Real Muto was three for seven with a home run off Stanek. Yeah. But as it turns right. out, didn't work either because Garcia gives up the home run. Maybe Hunter Brown would have worked right there. I, I don't know, but I don't know who you would go to at that point. My thing is maybe if you went to Stanek earlier, you could have had Naris for a whole inning later, like around the 10th inning. That's why I just, there was just some real question marks the way Dusty used this pitch. And this is such an, this was so, such an easy pitching staff to use. They're so good. You can't, it's hard to screw this up. Uh, well, yeah, you would think. Now, I, one of the things I thought of and when he put Garcia in in the 10th is that you're going, you know, you can go for some longevity there if you need to. I mean, heaven forbid, we're going to do another 18 inning game, but at least he can give you some length if it's necessary. But, you know, and he certainly came in in, in relief in the 18-inning game and did his job, but he gave up the one home run tonight, and it just obviously that was the difference. But, you know, so that I, I wasn't so terribly surprised that he put Garcia in when he did. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I just – I keep going back to the Verlander thing. I mean, we can talk in circles, and, I mean, you, you, you go in baseball – Momentum is the next game starting pitcher, but I, I just, you know, I feel like this series, you, you, you changed everything with the first game. The Astros still can't win a first game in the world series. We know the narrative there. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say, Stephen. I'm just incredibly angry at dusty and you know, it, it that's why I think we all are a little bit like, worried about dusty at all times yes he is a dang good manager and he makes a lot of really good moves and he's a great guy to have for a long season and he's a great leader and he's a great clubhouse guy but he's been in a lot of postseasons now and he can't win and a lot of people have questions a lot question a lot of the decisions that he's made and it just baffles the crap out of me that when the year is over with that the the thought is according to all the insiders that dusty is going to be coming back and and james click is not where as i think james click has done about as good a job to set up this team with all of the ancillary players as he possibly can i mean he he made some deals he he did a great job with the bullpen a fantastic job we the best bullpen in astros history as i keep pointing out this is the best bullpen in Astros history. And it was built almost entirely by, you know, James Cl Click. Click. Yeah, it's almost yeah. entirely by James Click. You know, yeah, obviously Presley, much. Presley, no. Uh, Abreu was somebody that was around in the organization. But, you know, everybody else that you see pitching is is pretty much James mm -hmm. Click. The other three guys that have been your fantastic setup guys. And, and all of them were really good tonight, except Abreu pitched too long. Well, I, I think what's most frustrating to me, Robert, and, and we already hit on this earlier, is that, you, you know, you have a guy that has plenty of postseason managerial experience and hoping that you learn from some of your mistakes. And then you have a guy like Rob Thompson, who basically he, he's playing as if, you know, he's the underdog and he has nothing to lose. 
And he's making just absolutely the right decisions of who to put in when, as far as his bullpen is concerned. You know, and, and that's the baffling thing for me. And I think that that's really what is probably frustrating most of us is that, you know, this isn't Dusty's first rodeo. And the whole thing with James Click, you know, I, I think it's obvious there, there are some differences going on between him and Crane, and that may lead to him not coming back. Yet it's, it's very possible, no matter how this World Series turns out, that Dusty Baker may be back. So, you know, look, it, I know it's the first game and everything, and you still got a ways to go, but the Phillies, I, I said this before, Robert, the Phillies scared me. I, I really did not want to play the Phillies in this series. The way they have been playing, they have a better lineup than the Yankees did. Certainly, they have showed it. And and the way they took their at-bats to the Astros pitching, too, you know, at just the right times, they got the right hits and the Astros didn't. But it just really, really hurts. And, yeah, you just have to hope that your momentum is the next guy pitching. Every team in baseball in the postseason scares you, they should scare you by the time you get to the World Series because they've already won two series. They've already done what they did in the regular season. They have momentum. And look, the Astros have lost two of the last three World Series when they were the favorite. They should have won both of them. If you're the Astros, of course you're scared every single time that you play a postseason game. We know what can happen. The Astros have been in a ton of postseasons, and they've only won one. What is this? How many postseasons is this now, Stephen? I, I think we're closing in on what twelve, thirteen, about twelve. And and yeah, I'd almost prefer the Astros be the underdogs. I think I like them better when they're the underdogs and they're not expected to win, or nobody wants them to win. Uh, but yeah, I think all the odds makers that I have read, Robert, have picked the Astros. Maybe not all, but the majority of them certainly have picked the Astros to not only win this series, but win it handily. Well, I don't see that happening now, even if, you know, they could come back and win the next four games, sure. But I just don't think so. I, I think this is going to be a nip and tuck series. Uh, you know, I just hope that it hasn't taken the win completely out of their sails or it's it's going to be a four or five game series in the Phillies' favor, if that's the case. Yeah, I... <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm just, it's, I'm so beside myself as you could probably tell. And I, were you yelling I, at your TV all night, Robert? Cause yeah, I, I can tell in your voice that uh, you, you've been yelling yourself hoarse somewhere. <laughs> it, it's mostly, I've been yelling inside my head. Okay. Uh, I'm just checking. I, just I think checking. I'm, I think I'm hoarse, you know, because I, my, <laughs> my, my voice in my head is, it was, your it was adrenaline's all, pumping. Yeah. You're, you're definitely like, I, I can definitely, I've, I've only seen you this way. Gosh, I could count on one hand, I think, the number of times I've seen you this way since I've known you, my friend. <laughs> but who can blame you? This, as I said earlier, gosh, I, I mean, we, we've had some stinging losses in the postseason. And gosh, you know, I hate to use the Phillies in 1980. That was certainly one of them. By God, they do it again. I mean, come on now. This feels like a Houston thing. I mean, I've been yeah. through it like a billion times with so the I. Oilers and the Astros and <laughs> You know, how, how, how can they rip your heart out in another way? And I, I, I don't particularly like arrogance. Um, you know, I wish Kyle would have kept his mouth shut. You know, I'm glad he backed it up, but I also wish he would have kept his mouth shut. And I just wish Astros fans would keep their mouth shut a little bit and just, you know, instead just point to scoreboard when we get it done. Just you, you can't, you can't go we're the badass team if you win only one World Series in six years. And the Astros need another World Series. They ha they got to get one 
or everybody's just going to make fun of this team forever, forever and ever. Yeah, and it's one thing to have a chip on your shoulder regarding the whole cheating thing. You know, we want to prove these people wrong that we're not cheaters. Well, if you want to do that, then focus on it one game at a time. Don't talk about going undefeated, you know, during the postseason. Well, that's out the window now. You, you can't talk about that. You just need to take care of business and win. each. You know, it's an old cliche, but it's true. you got to take it one game at a time, win that one, move on to the next one, and win that one. But And I said this before. You, you asked me if I thought the Astros were a dynasty on a previous podcast, Robert. I'm going to repeat myself. No, they are not a dynasty. They, they have great teams over the years, yes. But you can't say dynasty until you have multiple championships in your quiver. Once you have that, you know, maybe two, really three would be better. Then we can start talking about that. But not certainly not now, and certainly not the way things ended tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know what else to say. Uh, you know, I just don't know what else to say. We're going to wrap it up. Hopefully tomorrow is a better night. Um, well, that's the good news. There, there is a game too, right? You know, the next night we don't have an off day. We don't have two or three days. We can come back tomorrow night and it is at home. Not that it matters because the Astros are three and 10 at home in the world series, but Robert, they've got to take this game too. They absolutely have to take this game. Yeah, they got to do it. Um, I guess, uh, Stephen, I'm I'm going to try to calm down and hopefully get some sleep tonight somehow. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, take a deep breath. To do what Milo Hamilton, former Astros radio broadcaster, the late Milo Hamilton, always used to say: take a deep breath, hold it, let it out. <laughs> just do that, Robert. And just remember, yeah, we still have tomorrow night, and hopefully, we'll have a much more pleasant conversation by this time then. Yeah, Milo, I didn't realize he was ahead of his time doing breath work and, and, and yeah. <laughs> the day, back in the day. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody for joining us. We're going to be here for every one of the Astros post games. Jeez, I hope it goes better than this the yeah. rest of the way. Yeah. I can't take it. My heart can't take it. My brain can't take it. Uh, Astros fans, if you're out there, you know what I'm talking about. Until tomorrow night, we'll talk to you guys later. Take care. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.